Welcome to the Beauty Biohacks series, where I invite health and beauty experts to talk about optimizing your health, beauty, and well-being with the help of the latest science, nutrition, technologies, and data-driven self-experiments. I'm Irina Kremin, and I'm the founder of Inacos Beauty Network, professional connector and turned biohacker. Now, back to episode. Are you lost in the confusing beauty advice? Join the Beauty Biohacks podcast by Inacos. Each episode we will bring you expert hack for vibrant health, radiant beauty, and a life full of vitality. It's your personalized path to well-being. I'm Irina Kremin. Let's biohack together. Hi all and welcome to the Beauty Biohack podcast. I would like to start with the fact that in today's society, women often do not like to talk about menopause openly. There is a stigma associated with it, as we feel hesitant and sometimes embarrassed to talk about it. And this is one of the reasons why we have not really had so many solutions some years ago. So, however, breaking the silence is crucial, as menopause affects millions of women worldwide. And it is time to shine the light on this topic and empower women with knowledge and support. So joining us today is Joanna Lyle, the founder of the Better Menopause, to share insight and expertise on navigating this transformative journey. And we usually start this podcast with a short list of questions where, Joanna, you need to answer yes, no, or maybe just like one really simple sentence. So we start with the rapid file right now. Great. First question. Menopause only affect women over the age of 60. True or false? False. Okay. Menopause is a medical condition that requires treatment. False. Hot flashes are the most common symptom of menopause. False. Great. Then hormone replacement therapy, HRT, is the only effective treatment for menopause symptoms. False. Menopause can impact bone density and increase the risk of osteoporosis. True. Menopause typically occurs in a single stage without any transitional phases. False. Great. So now let's dive deeper into these questions. I would like to start with asking why is the menopause is a big deal? And how you think, do you think it's essential for society to have open conversations about it? I think the really important thing about menopause is that it affects possibly a decade of your life. And this is why it's so important. And women are transitioning through menopause at a really important phase of their life as well, where they may be at the top of their careers. They're juggling children and aging parents. They have a lot of responsibility. And when your health starts to be affected by that hormonal change that's going on inside your body, it impacts everything and everyone. So when we look after women going through menopause better, we have a knock-on benefit to everybody around them. Absolutely agree. Sometimes I think we overlook the amount of people this menopause affect in terms of the number of the society. I mean, absolutely. We're talking about a billion women across the globe at any given time or somewhere in their menopause journey. And about 25% of those women will feel nothing. They'll transition gracefully through the period. They won't feel very affected by it. 
and they'll carry on with their normal lives. But 75% will feel the effect of symptoms yeah. that impact their everyday living. And it's not only about symptoms, I understand. It's like it's really affects the menopause affect the body, physical and different organs and emotionally. So how, how is it to impact the, the body and emotionally? Yeah, it affects every part of us because we have estrogen receptors on every cell in our body. That's how important estrogen is to us. And when the body goes through this natural transition to moving from a state of high estrogen to low estrogen, the body has to adapt. And it takes that period of time for the body to adapt to living in a different way, to living without that stimulation of that important chemical messenger every day, which affects our heart health, our brain health, our skin, our gut. Every aspect really of our overall well-being is affected by the change in, in estrogen. And what are the symptoms, most common symptoms, you know? That, I mean, there are 48 plus symptoms and, and counting. I think it really depends on the stage that you're at in, in menopause. And for every woman, that combination of those symptoms might be slightly different. I think one of the really big symptoms actually, and one that sometimes significantly overlooked is anxiety. And the anxiety creeps up on you as, as you're entering, maybe you're entering your forties, your, your, your mid forties. And it's a, it's a feeling that just take, can take over your life and can make you feel very unhappy, which is, as you said at the beginning, women are prescribed antidepressants and sometimes that is the right solution. But many times it might just be that they would benefit from hormones or a natural solution to balancing their hormones so that they can make that adjustment to going to that low estrogen state in a more comfortable way. Yeah, there are some several different stages, right, which make menopause sort of effect even, you know, like longer. Yes, definitely. So the perimenopause is, is the long phase. So this is the phase from when your hormones start to decline and fluctuate. So it isn't just a straight kind of ski slope down for estrogen. It's a bit of a roller coaster. And actually it's the roller coaster ride that causes this up and down and change in how we feel month on month. It's a bit like kind of going through being, going through puberty again. And a sort of second, a second puberty where you've got this instability in your hormonal balance. And then also your testosterone is slowly declining and your progesterone is, is slowly declining. And that can happen from as early as our mid-30s. And when we start to really feel it is when we get into, into our 40s. And for some women, it happens in the early 40s as well. Yeah, I think we need to do more education about, especially for men, you know, boys, and because we are, you know, often live with a man in the house and so that they're yeah. a little bit, right? I think knowing what to look out for, knowing how to support each other. Yeah. Know, how, how do you know when you're in this perimenopause phase? And generally the kind of the diagnosis is, is when you are ticking a number of boxes of a collection of symptoms. So it might be, I'm feeling anxious all the time. I have heart palpitations at night. My sleep is disrupted. My joints ache. My periods are very heavy or I'm having hot flushes, or I've got tingling in my hands. There are so many different combinations. But when you start to get all of these slightly strange things that you wouldn't normally have together, that tends to give the diagnosis that you're in that perimenopause phase. And then you get to menopause itself. And menopause itself is officially when you haven't had a period for 12 months. And then after that phase, you're in that postmenopausal phase where you can actually still have symptoms and be left with symptoms that have been created during that perimenopause period. Yeah, and it's like until the end of the life, uh, this postmenopause. Uh, 
Well, in, in theory, yes. And whether or not you still suffer from symptoms, you certainly will suffer with declining bone density. So estrogen plays this really critical role in helping keep our, our bones strong. And it's important to think about how are we going to counteract that when we don't have estrogen in our body. And if we're not taking hormone replacement therapy, then thinking about, and probably doing these two things together actually as well, thinking about strength training, thinking about how can you protect your bones by building up the muscles around them and giving them that structural strength so that you do feel strong as, as you age, protect your joints. I know this is exactly what I'll focus on this year. Yeah, <laughs> building muscle. Right. So what are the common misconceptions, you know, and myth about menopause that you believe need to be debunked? I think there are a few. So there's one that is, well, it's natural. So you just got to get on with it. You know, don't make a fuss. Women have been doing this forever. So you know, why, why are we suddenly talking about it now is, is sometimes you know, a question that some might raise. I think the other is that it's, you know, it's all hot flashes. You know, when you think of a menopausal woman, you think of that a woman sort of sweating and, and fanning herself. And actually, you know, hot flashes don't affect everybody. It can be a symptom. It's a very debilitating symptom if it's one that, that you get. But because you haven't got them, it doesn't mean that you're not in that perimenopausal phase. The other, I think, is that, that menopause is this sort of moment in time and you know, many many women, especially in their forties, will say, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm not menopausal. I'm, I'm I'm too young." But the the fact is, your hormones are declining, so you are perimenopausal. Now, whether you're putting your symptoms down to that, whether you're experiencing any symptoms at all, your body is starting to make that natural transition into a different phase. So, looking after yourself better and looking after your long-term health is really important. Yeah. So now let's speak about the science and product that uh, you have, the better menopause and this particular, the better God formulated and, you know, to target common menopause symptom and overall for well-being. Tell a little bit more about the supplements. Absolutely. Yeah. So we developed a, a probiotic because of the really important link between gut health and menopause. So what we could see in all of the science is that when your hormones start to decline, your gut microbiome responds. So your hormones are chemical messages. They're sending messages all over your body. And when that message to the gut microbiome, which is a really important regulator of our health, starts to decline, the gut responds. And there's a collection of bacteria in our gut known as the istrobiome that are responsible for that metabolism of imbalance of estrogen. And when that gets disrupted, that can give rise to a number of the symptoms. So we've identified specific strains of bacteria that have efficacy for improving menopause symptoms. So for example, our product contains lactobacillus rhamnosus, GG, which has been shown to reduce hot flushes and night sweats. It supports bone density, reduces vaginal dryness and inflammation. Uh, it helps with anxiety and depression and it helps the gut wall permeability. And it's important to note that sometimes in, in this perimenopause and menopause phase, we start to get gastrointestinal symptoms. So many women will say, I'm so bloated all the time or I'm getting reflux, or I'm constipated, or I have diarrhea. And it's almost like you've suddenly developed IBS out of nowhere, and you're gaining weight, even though you haven't changed as in your diet or exercise plan. And then we have lactobacillus acidophilus, which has been shown to support inflammation and bloating. It supports vaginal and urinary tract infections. 
um, it also supports the overall immune system by promoting this growth of healthy bacteria. So 70% of our immune system is in the gut. And when we look after our gut health, we support our immunity as well. We have Bifidobacterium lactis that supports hot flushes and night sweats, vaginal health, IBS symptoms, boosts of mood, improves sleep quality. It also helps with reflux. Lactobacillus ruteri is an amazing probiotic that helps particularly with our vaginal health, the UTIs, mood swings, and our sleep. And then Bifidobacterium as well with supporting on vaginal health and reducing the risk of osteoporosis by helping protect our bones, supporting our immune system, and really importantly, reducing inflammation in the gut. And inflammation is such a problem during perimenopause because the body, estrogen is very anti-inflammatory. And when we lose that estrogen, we get more inflammation in the body and we get more inflammation in the gut. And that can be the cause of fatigue and aching joints and then sleep disruption, gut permeability and food sensitivities. So when we calm everything down in the gut, it has this incredible knock-on effect to improving every aspect of our health. Wow, it looks like you're addressing like all the major concerns, right, about the menopause, the sleep, inflammation and uh, yeah. all the things that are a lot of science into this. So tell me a little bit about the science, scientific evidence, maybe studies, maybe some case studies so with some of your clients? The bacteria we've chosen have random controlled trials associated with them that show their efficacy for improving menopause symptoms. And we've listed those out all on our, our website and you can click through and you can have a look at the studies if you really want to go deep and, and understand. There's also an article in our, in our journal section that summarizes it all as well. So you can get a real sense of, okay, why am I taking this probiotic? What's it doing for me? Because a big part of our mission at The Better Menopause is to educate as we go. So it's not just about saying, hey, take the supplement and you're going to feel better. I want women to understand what's happening in my body. Therefore, why do I need this supplement? Because so many people will have carpets full of supplements they don't take and they've forgotten why they bought them. And then they think, oh, it wasn't really effective, but maybe they haven't really taken it in the right way. They haven't taken it for low enough. And they've just, they've just kind of rolled, rolled onto the next one. So Knowing what you're taking and what it's going to do for you is, is really important. But also, I would say there's there isn't a silver bullet out there like this. As I said at the beginning, this is a really long phase of, of your life, and what you might need at the beginning might not be what you need at the end. So, what we try to do is give women all of the information out there about well, what are the options, what can you do, because it is about building your kind of toolkit for really helping to enhance and improve your your midlife health. And the probiotic itself is compatible with HRT. So if you are taking hormone replacement therapy, it's a really good partner for that because the gut is responsible for balancing our estrogen levels. So what we don't want to do is go into an excess estrogen situation where we're not actually excreting and removing those used estrogens properly. And when we look after our gut health with probiotics, but also with the right diet to support that, we are going to improve our overall estrogen detox. And you can see on the website as well, we have five-star five reviews from our customers that are experiencing such a broad range of impacts from, from the product. So bloating is a major one. I'd say eight in 10 women say they suffer with bloating and we see bloating improve with everybody. We have some women who are seeing their night sweats disappearing. Others will say, my mood is just so much better. I feel more like me. I've lost weight. I feel like I'm carrying less weight around the middle. You do need to give it time. We do recommend to take it for at least 12 weeks 
so that you can see the, the full impact. But it's also important to note that probiotics generally are effective when you take them every day. So you can improve your gut health, you can then enhance it through dietary changes, so increasing your fiber to feed, to feed the good bacteria, increasing your fermented foods, and eating oily fish and nuts and seeds and avocados and olive oil, and all of those things are going to help kind of maintain and enhance your gut health. But there are some beneficial bacteria that are just more effective when you put them in, in a very strong supplement to combat symptoms during this phase of life. Yes, it's great that you do all this community and educations because you're right, you know, it's the best, I think, results you'll get when you combine some of the probiotics and with the lifestyle and ideas. And speaking about probiotics, which is becoming like so popular right now, what the key factors the woman should consider when choosing a probiotic supplement, and especially during the menopause period? Yeah. So the, the reason we created this probiotic is that there wasn't one for us. And whilst that might sort of sound surprising after everything I've just said, it's not actually that surprising when you think that women of this age group are the most underinvested segment of society in medicine across the board. It's a sort of forgotten gen generation when you get to this point. And when you look at all of the hundreds of probiotics that are available on the shelf, they might have different marketing on the front that says, for women, for children, for adults. And you, you look at the strains of bacteria in there and often they're not that different. The one that you're giving you know, your teenager might not be very different to the one that you're giving to a woman who is trying to get pregnant. And what we know is the microbiome does change as we age and we know it's affected by hormonal fluctuations. So it just made sense to us to create something that was really just for us, that was just a woman in perimenopause and beyond to support a very different gut microbiome um, environment. And when you're looking at the at the packs, it, it can be very confusing around, well, what am I looking at? How do I know whether or not this probiotic is going to be effective? So I really would look at the science behind it. I would look at the scientific studies that are associated with the, the strains that are in there. And quite often on the back of the pack, you won't actually see the strain name. What you'll see is the, the genus and the, and the species. And you might think, oh, well, these have got the same, these have got the same probiotics in because they've both got lactobacillus, but there are many different strain options within there. And it's actually the strain that really drives the efficacy. And then the formulation on top of that, so the strength of it is really important. Our probiotic has 50 billion CFUs, which are colony forming units. And this gives you an idea that the product is going to be very strong. Therefore, it's likely to be more effective. A lot of the probiotics you buy might be 2 million, 7 billion, 10 billion. Occasionally, you get some very good ones that are also around 20 billion, but not that often. And at that level, there weren't any that were specifically for women at this stage of life. Yes, the more I learn more about the science behind health and longevity, the more I understand how is important it is to understand how to read all the scientific studies. And often we as a consumer, we do not have enough education. We leave whatever the summary says, right? And without really getting into the details. And I think this is one of the problems for us to make sure that we choose the right product, actually, to be able to read the scientific studies, you know. I mean, so look at look who you're buying it from, who's made it. Yeah. Why would they be able to make a good product in, in the first place? Yeah. And no one's expecting every consumer to be an expert in formulation because that isn't likely, right? But it is 
it is likely that you can just take that you know, extra 10 minutes just to go and go and look at the credentials, go and look at the background. Yeah. So like, sounds great. Everything is like, when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about my mother and our parents, for example, how little information they had about that and they had to you know, power through this stage by themselves often. So I'm like super happy that we finally have more and more solutions available. And yeah, there are some hopes, you know, what are the hopes and future of menopause awareness, how you see and how the better menopause contributing to this movement? So I would just like every woman to be prepared and for not to hit perimenopause like a ton of bricks that they, they just didn't see coming. And you, know, you can sort of be saying if you're 30s thinking, oh, that's very far away. It's not really going to affect me. That's something that affects old women. And for me, my menopause symptoms came very young. And even though my mother had an early menopause, I still sort of was in denial that that would happen to me. And it did take me about 18 months to realize that actually the collection of things that were kind of going on for me at the time were all related to this. And I think that's a really normal experience as well, that many other women would just think, oh, it's, you know, it's just that I'm really busy. Oh, it's just that I'm not getting enough sleep. Oh, it was just that I had COVID or it's just that this happened, this happened. And we put it down to lots of other things because we don't always have time to think about it. So I just want women to feel empowered to take control of their own health, to know that this is not an illness. It's a life stage and it is natural, albeit sometimes with some really horrible experiences for some women. And we can control it to some degree. We can make lifestyle changes that will not only affect how we feel today, but will then also help us to age more healthily and enable us to live for longer. And I think for many of us, that's the goal. We want, we want to be around for as, as long as we can and we want to feel good for as yeah. long as we can. Um, and we know that post-menopause, women's health risks for cardiovascular disease, for neurodegeneration, for osteoporosis, all of that goes up. So if we know that, then why don't we do something about it when we can? Because then we are, are going to enable ourselves to be healthier for longer. So for me, it's about that share the information, share accurate information so that women are able to feel empowered and feel inspired to take control of what's happening to their bodies. Yeah, so this is a sort of like a vision of the better menopause at this point. I don't know if you have anything else to to add. The education is so important, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that I mean, that's what we do every day on on our socials, through our newsletters, through our journal. That we share all of that for free because we want women to to have access to it. And there is a lot of misinformation out there as well. So we do try to ensure everything that we share is properly fact checked science-based. I'm a nutritional therapist, so I use my training and experience as well to guide on the dietary changes, the lifestyle changes that I know can make an, an impact. Great information. I think that we have a long way to go still, you know, with educating a little bit women. And I really like what you do, that you provide the solutions and also help women to understand menopause in different stages, how to take care of it and in order for us to be feel healthy and not just survive by thrive let's say in this stage and as a closing tradition i would like you to ask if there is like one hack you would tell women who are going through menopause what uh, would you suggest is important to pay attention to yeah 
So I think it's probably going to be to manage your metabolism. So the probably the big complaint that I will hear from women is, oh, I'm gaining weight or I just can't seem to get my energy stable anymore. And we know that is caused by the change in signaling from estrogen and how it affects our ability to manage sugar. So if we make some dietary changes, if we incorporate a 12-hour overnight fast every night, if we think more about eating more plant foods and fiber with our meals, if we increase our protein levels, if we increase our good fats, we are going to feel a lot healthier. And the big factor to get on top of for me is inflammation. When the body is inflamed, we will see that everywhere. So before I started taking the Betagar, I had this redness across my cheeks all of the time. And it, it sort of built up over a couple of years. And I had facials and look after my skin as you know, well as I can and could never really work out why that was there. And about six months into to taking the better gut, it disappeared. And I really put that down to the change in inflammation in my gut. Our skin is this map of what's going on inside. And during menopause, we do see our skin change. We can see redness. We can see dryness. We might see more wrinkles falling. And you can put anything you like on top. But if you don't deal with what's going on inside your gut, you're never going to kind of get, get to the root of it. So make those dietary changes that allow your gut to rest and repair and to bring down the inflammation. And you will see it on the outside, in your skin and in your hair and your nails and then your body as well. Yes, exactly. This is exactly the point of this podcast, Beauty Biofax. The beauty, health affects beauty because health is about healthy glowing skin and healthy glowing hair and all these things. And it, I see this such a big link between keeping our body healthy and having a better, healthier look, actually, right? Absolutely. Because from our body's perspective, the skin and the hair are not that important. So, yeah. it, you know, we're going to use all of our nutrients first to protect our organs and our brain and our gut and everything that's going on inside. So, what we need is to is to make sure that all of that's looked after so that we can then nourish what's going on on the outside as the kind of the, the last priority. So when you see somebody that has skin issues or kind of grayness to, to, their, to their skin, there's quite a lot going on inside. And to really go and look at, okay, what's happening with your gut health? So let's, let's look at what's happening with your digestion and your bowel movements in order to improve everything at once. Yeah, and that I really like the last hack, you know, about the metabolism, because this is something I have experienced myself. And I know that intermittent fasting helps me a lot. And when I start measuring my metabolism, measuring is also very important, right? I finally understood that this is what impacts my body so much. And so I could, by seeing the numbers, it made me understand what's happened with my body and make me more enthusiastic or to change my lifestyle at some of the idiot habits, let's say. So now where people could find you, best of like if there is like more information needed about the menopause, where we can find you online, on social media. So you can find us on our website, which is thebettermenopause.com. And you can find us on social. So we are on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn and TikTok, all at The Better Menopause. And you can follow us for more information and tips and advice and guidance and anything that we think is useful, we will share with, with our communities. We also have a great newsletter. So you can sign up to the newsletter on our website if you want to get that weekly dose of 
information and ideas into your inbox, then come and sign up and we'd love to have you in our community. Great. Thank you, Jan. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Beauty Biohacks. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe, rate and review whatever you listen to your podcast. Share your biggest takeaway with us on the social media using the hashtag Beauty Biohacks. Until next time, stay beautiful, stay healthy and keep biohacking. <laughs>